Praise God. I got a word from God. The Lord woke me up this morning at like four o'clock and uh, began to speak to me about going up. And as I woke up, I thought to myself, it's still early. I still have some time to sleep. I should set my alarm for four so that I can get up and seek the Lord. And I was thinking about it and God began to speak to me about going up and the thoughts began to come. And I went to look to see what time it is and it was 4.15 and I knew that the Lord was trying to deal with me. So I gave my heart to uh, allow him to speak to me and God showed me some things. And uh, these are instructions that are very relevant to right now. And what God, what God began to talk to me about was going up. And there's some, some things that I jotted down that uh, I believe are instructions that God wanted me to communicate. They were clearly communicated to me, so I want to share them with you all. God wants to take us higher. He wants to bring us up, take us up. And uh, I believe the reason why is because that's where God is. God is high and lifted up. He sits high upon his throne. And uh, all throughout the Bible, you can find instances to where God came down. God came down so that he can relate to us. But I believe God wants to take us up so that we can relate to him. Look at what the scripture says about God coming down. The very first mention is in Genesis 11 and 5. The Bible says that the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. This is talking about the Tower of Babel when uh, the children of men built this tower and there's a scholarly speculation as to why which has some biblical groundings very interesting but god came down the whole idea is that god stepped down from heaven they got his attention god stepped down to see what they were doing bible says that he came down that shows us that god is interested in what we're doing he's interested in 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 what we're involved in there's another scripture in Exodus 19:20. And the Bible says, "And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai, on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mount, and Moses went up." In John 3:13, the Bible says that and this is Jesus speaking, "And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Jesus came down. Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. God expressed through humanity with the purpose of relating to us, getting on our level to communicate with us, to meet us where we are. There are a couple of other instances. John 6, 38, Jesus saying, for I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. 
John 6, 41 and 42. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? When you get a heavenly revelation of who you are, there are going to be people, they're just not going to believe you. They're going to be like, what? Aren't you so-and-so? What? This is who you are. You can't be that. Don't worry about those kinds of people. They come along. There's another scripture in John 6, 51. And this is Jesus, again, along the same theme. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And again in 658, uh, this is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. So Jesus in this concentrated uh, grove of verses is hammering the point that I came down. Jesus came down. He came down to manifest the glory and the power of God. He came down to relate to us. Now, what happens when God wants to take us up? What about God wanting to bring us close to him? What about God wanting us to relate to him? Genesis 35 and 1. And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there. And make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of thy brother. Arise. We have to get up. Sometimes God will call you to arise early in the morning so that you can get up to Bethel. The word Bethel means house of God. We have to get up to where God is and God wants us to stay a while. He said, dwell there. He said, stay a little bit. In other words, God invited Jacob to come up. And he's saying, come up where I am and stay a while. Also, look at Exodus 19 and 20 again. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. God invited Moses up to the top of the mountain. What happened there? God gave him some wisdom and revelation. Now, God, con concerning, concerning God taking us up and, and visiting us in this fashion, many of us or many of you are already experiencing this. Some of you are already experiencing God waking you up in the middle of the night. You're fully asleep and all of a sudden you're wide awake. You don't have to struggle. You're just up. It's God calling you. And for those of you that are not experiencing that, what I want to say to you is have an expectancy because God is about to do that. God's about to wake you up in the middle of the night. God is about to interrupt you in the middle of what you're doing. And God is, is, is typical for doing that. When he, uh, excuse me, 
when he wants to show you something or do a work, God will interrupt you in the middle of your day. Don't be surprised if you are on your way to go and meet a friend. And while you're driving, God speaks to you and says, go back home and meet me there. Don't be surprised if while you're at a restaurant and you're out to eat with friends and in the middle of a great conversation, you hear the Lord speak to you and say, get up and meet me. It's an invitation that's happened to me before. Because when we pay attention to God, when we become God conscious, God speaks to us and we're able to pick up on these things. I was sitting at a restaurant and uh, eating with some friends and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want to meet with you. And I said, hey, listen, excuse me, I have to step out for a second. And I went and sat in the car and I said, Lord, what's up? <laughs> what's good? I said, Father, you called. I said, what, how can I serve you? What is it, Lord? Here am I. And God began to deal with me and speak to me about some things. I was gone for maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. I, I forget. But it doesn't matter. What matters is that we respond to the voice of God. You might be in the middle of your favorite TV show and it's getting alive. It's getting exciting. And the Lord speaks to you and says, get up. I want to show you something. Come and meet me. I believe that's happened more times than we realize and we just brush it off as our own thought like hey i should pray yeah i won't do it right now but in reality it's the lord speaking to us it's god trying to get us our get us get us get our attention it's god trying to bring us up to where he is because he wants to show us something why is god trying to get us to go up i've taken some notes here so that i don't forget well, one of the reasons is to pray, obviously, as we've already talked about, and there are different types of prayers. Um, sometimes God is inviting you to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with Him, just casting cares, just pouring out what's been going on internally. And uh, another, another type of prayer is God might want you to intercede. God might call you away to intercede for somebody. Hey, I need you to pray for so-and-so. God might place an image of somebody in your mind and he wants you to pray for them. They might be going through something. There might be an impending attack or something might be getting ready to happen for God to step in, but he needs someone to pray. He needs someone to bring about his will to stand in agreement because without us, God doesn't do anything on the earth. Another type of prayer that God might call us to is confession. The Lord might call you to himself so that he can show you something about yourself and be like, hey, listen, I've been noticing this and this and this. We want to get this right. Now's the time. And God will test you. If we come to God in prayer and say things like, hey, God, I want to draw near you. Father, I want to be close to you. God, use me. God, I want to be powerful. I want to be a great man of God. I want to be a great woman of God. I want you to use me in this end time. I want to see revival. You pray prayers like that and God's going to test you. He's going to, he's going to have you put your money where your mouth is and see if you're going to respond to him when he calls on you. The reason why these things are happening is because you've been petitioning heaven and making supplications and asking God, I want you to use me. I want to be closer to you. And God says, okay. And he shows up, says, hey, I want to hang out. Hey, 
Do you have time for me? Hey, are you available? I've got something I want to show you. Hey, remember when you said such and such and this and this, come and talk with me about that. I got something to show you. This is how God operates. And I want to bring understanding and exposure. And I don't mean to go deep. I just mean to bring understanding. And understanding is under a lot of stuff. So consequently, we just end up going deep. But God bless you. <laughs> Where am I? Declaration. God might call you away to pray and walk in declaration. That's simply declaring the word of God to any specific situation, any given circumstance that people are in, that you're in, um, things that are going on, declaring the word of God. Because we are a spiritual authority. We're spiritual law enforcement. And sometimes the enemy wants to come in and mess around. And we are called to duty to declare the word of God, to use the sword of the spirit and say, hey, listen, no, not today. This is what the Bible says. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Not today. God is going to meet every need when you're, when you're struggling with doubt or when God foresees an attack on your, on your faith and the enemy wants to bring doubt and confusion, God will call us into a place to speak against that before it even gets here. But what happens when we don't listen? A lot of the things or some of the things that we go through can be avoided if we just speak. We're talking about different types of prayer. When God calls us, why would God call us to come up? It's to pray. Sometimes God calls up not to say anything, not for us to say anything, really, or for us to talk to Him. Sometimes He just wants to talk to us. Sometimes He just wants us to listen because He's got something to say. I've got stuff to say in prayer all the time and I get into praying so, so deeply and focused that I forget praying is also God speaking to me. So when God calls you into prayer, it might be that God wants you, wants you to listen to him so that he can speak to you. Another reason, aside from prayer, that God will call us to come up into the mountain is to worship. Plenty of times I woke up with a song on my heart and you know what you do with that? You just sing, whether you can carry a tune or not, whether you got a voice or not. The Bible says, sing unto the Lord, sing psalms and spiritual songs. Do it unto the Lord. God will reward you because it's an act of worship. It's, it's saying to God, I adore you. I want to draw close to you entertain my presence by showing up, God. Meet with me. Another form of worship is weeping. There's times that I woke up and I had a burden on my heart and I began to get into prayer and just a spirit of weeping came over me. Worship God in your weeping. Worship God with your tears. Remember the woman that had the alabaster box, the one that wept over Jesus' feet. She, she was worshiping in her weeping. She was worshiping with her tears. And men, I, I just feel to say this, 
I know in my life, sometimes I have felt that burden come over me. I have felt that weeping spirit come over me. And on account of my pride, I want to be hard. I don't want people to see, oh man, something's going on. Oh man, Klaus is out there sinning. He's backsliding the Lord. Look at him. He's weeping. The Lord's dealing with him. Let's get that nonsense out of our minds. If that, if that comes upon us, it's a beautiful thing. Let your tears run. Men, let your tears flow. Men, if you're at the altar and God moves on your heart and, and your response is to weep, let it flow. Who cares who's watching? Who gives a flipping frog's foot? What people would say or think about you at the altar crying? Who cares what they think? It doesn't matter. Give yourself to God and allow yourself to respond to God as is natural to you. That's called integrity. That's called keeping it real. That's called worshiping in spirit and in truth. If you feel like crying, cry. If you feel like crying and you fight it, you're not worshiping God in spirit and in truth. You're withholding from God. And I've done that before. And I, I like it a whole lot better when I give in and I just allow my tears to flow. Because to God, this is beautiful. Not only can God call us to pray or to worship, but God can call us to get into the word. You might wake up with a scripture on your heart or God might lay a scripture on your heart and it really, really impresses upon you. Go and entertain that. If you're able to forget about what you're doing, entertain the spirit of God. When you feel God dealing with you, drawing near to you, entertain the spirit of God. Because if we continuously push God away, what we're doing is we're, we're making our heart cold. We're becoming insensitive to this. We're conditioning ourselves to become insensitive to the spirit of God. We are searing our conscience and training our conscience not to respond to God. And then we wonder, well, why can't, why, why can't I feel God anymore? Because of all the times that we've come or that God's come to us wanting to kick it with us, wanting to uh, spend time with us, wanting to reveal himself, we shun God. We say, no, not now. And we become insensitive. We become calloused and dulled to the Spirit of God. Let that not happen. Entertain the Spirit of God. God wants us to come up so that we can relate to Him in prayer, in worship, in the Word. Why? Why does God want to do that? Well, one reason is so that we can get a new perspective. Listen to what Isaiah 55, 6 through 9 says. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. 
and our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is God speaking to us. Can you hear what the Spirit is saying? Another reason why God wants us to come up is so that we can get a revelation of who He is. When we rise up to meet God, God will reveal Himself. Isaiah 6 and 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. Whew, I feel glory. In Revelation 4 and 1, when he calls the apostle, the beloved, Revelation is all about God revealing himself, Jesus revealing himself. Listen to what the Bible says. After this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. Somebody walk through the door when you recognize that it's open. Oh, that we would realize when God opens a door, when he extends an invitation to come up. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither and I will shew thee things which must be hereafter. Could it be that God is wanting to give you the next revelation? The next piece to a puzzle that's been going on? Why does God want us to come up to get revelation, to get a new perspective, to bring us into his glory? Listen to Matthew 17, verse 1 through 5. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with them. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. My God, it's good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Oh, don't we get it? Don't we get it that this is God trying to reveal himself to us? Don't, don't we understand? We get so concerned with the things of the flesh that we totally miss opportunities that God is wanting to draw near us and God is wanting to reveal himself to us. Ah. Let me compose myself here. I just feel the spirit of God moving on me right now. The same scripture, we find it in Mark uh, chapter 9, I believe it is.
I lost my spot. Well, here it is. Mark chapter 9, verse 2 through 7. It says the same thing. Another reason is to get get us out of sin. There might be some secret sin or hidden sin that's keeping us from going to the next level. Sin is like an anchor. It keeps us down. The weight of sin, the burden of sin, the shackles of sin. Sin just prevents us from soaring in God. Sin keeps us down. God might want to bring us higher, but before he does that, he exposes a sin. He reveals a sin and says, hey, let's take care of this because I want to bring you into a higher place. Listen to what the Bible says. Genesis 45, 25. And they went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan. Up out of Egypt. Egypt is a typology of sin, a typology of the world. They came up out of sin, up out of the world. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in it. For the love of the world, if we love the world, then the love of the Father isn't in us. The way to overcome the world is to come up out of it. Up out of the world. Up out of worldliness. Up out of the world. Up out of worldliness. Up out of all of the things that pertain to the world and this life. The only way is up. That's why God wants to bring us up into a mountain. How? How can we respond? How does this happen? God takes his mountain climbing. Somebody told me, a very wise businessman told me that it's not the size of the mountain that matters. That's not the issue, how big the mountain is, how steep the mountain is. What the problem is, is the pebble in our shoe. The little things that stop us from climbing the mountain. Get that pebble out of your shoe and climb up to meet with God. Listen to some more of what the Bible says. Exodus 19.20, again, And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai, on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. Matthew 5 and 1, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. Jesus took the people up. There's also a scripture where Jesus went up into a mountain to pray. He got up early in the morning and went into the mountain to pray, to seek God. We're talking about going up. Sometimes there's emotional mountains that we have to face. (laughs) Our feelings rise up and they become an obstacle that's probably where the saying comes from get over it or get over yourself because we end up in our feelings and we got to get over ourselves we got to get up over that emotional wind emotional obstacle whatever it might be there is a price to pay 
coming up, climbing the mountain, there's a price to pay. Meeting with God, there's a price to pay. Uh, accepting the invitation to walk through that open door, there's a price to pay. You're going to pay a price. Are you willing to pay the price? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 23, I'm sorry, Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth and sell it not. The word buy, it's a transitive word, verb, and I'm not going to pretend like I know what that is. I, I know what a verb is. I don't know what transitive verb implies, but praise God, the word buy is a transitive verb. All right, that's what it is. <laughs> and it means to acquire possession by payment. To obtain in exchange for something. What is it that I can pay to get the truth? What is it that I can pay to obtain the truth or to possess the truth? What can I exchange? What can I give to obtain this truth, to get these revelations, to have these intimate experiences with God? You ever heard that saying, time is money? We exchange our time for money. You go to work and you exchange your time for a paycheck. We invest our time. We sow our time into things. And accordingly, we get a yield from the time that we invest. We reap from the time that we sow accordingly. So why don't we spend time with God? Because time is the currency of a life. And when God is saying, buy the truth and sell it not, he's saying, give me your time. Spend your time with me. If you spend time with Netflix, then you're sowing into the flesh. You're sowing into the world. What are you going to reap? The Bible says corruption. But when you sow your time, when you sow your time to the Spirit, when you sow your time to God, the Bible says that you will of the Spirit reap life everlasting. When it comes to giving our time, it's easier to pay attention to the flesh than it is to the Spirit. Does that make sense? We are paying attention. We need to pay attention to God. Pay attention to the word. Pay attention to prayer. Because when we pay attention or what we pay attention to is, is we, we are giving it value. It's what When we pay our, our attention to God, we are giving that value. It drives the value up of the revelation. It's what makes it worthy. I know that this was a lengthier teaching, but you know what you've done? You've just paid attention. You've invested your time to hear what God is instructing us, to hear what God is wanting to communicate to us. And consequently, you are blessed and will be blessed. Take heed to the word of God and share this with somebody. Inv extend the invitation to somebody else. Don't just keep it for yourself. 
but let somebody else know that God is calling his people to come up. And we as a body are going up. God bless you. Grace be with you. And let the peace of God settle your hearts in Jesus' name for his glory.